Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You Podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals you have for your life and what next steps do you want to take to get there. I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and welcome to episode 76. If you're new to the show, checking us out, welcome to the room. I am really glad you're here. If you like what you hear, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast. You do not miss an episode. And for those who have been here a while, you know that every guest has brings something special to the table. All the same thread, though, of how do you how do you live your best life? What, what lessons can we learn from really cool guests? And episode 76, we're joined by Tyler Boone. Many of you know Tyler, but for those who do not, let me introduce him to all of you. First, Tyler is a musician and a great one. He's a brand new single called Running Sideways, was released earlier this year and is now going to the radio. You probably have heard it. His music has been featured in Fox Sports, NASCAR, Modern Blues, Rock on Spotify, and Oliver Sirius XM on Bluesville. He's had the pleasure of opening up for such acts as Cheryl Crow, the Abbott Brothers, Hootie and the Blowfish, Silver Spun Pickups, and a whole lot more. And he's also the co-founder of his own record label called Artist Formula, and he's also the co-founder of his own platinum award-winning homegrown Boone's Bourbon, named Top 6 Bourbon in the World in Forbes magazine. And for those who are following Tyler on Instagram, you're, all, you're well aware of what's going on with Boone's Bourbon. A fantastic story, not only of entrepreneurship, but also of family and chasing dreams. Uh, it's just a really cool story. So make sure you're following Tyler on Instagram. We'll talk about that in the interview. So what are you going to learn this episode? Well, everyone's going to get something a little bit different, but you're really going to get some real direct evidence of how entrepreneurs think and the many different projects that you can be involved with, whether that's full-time or part-time. You're also going to get a fun take on what it means to pursue your passions and how one thing can lead to another. So now with that as a setup, Tyler Boone is here. Welcome to episode 76. Here, everyone, it's Tyler Boone. Tyler, welcome to the podcast. It is really good having you here. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. All right, Tyler. Um, I have I I learned about you through Instagram, and the more I learned about you, I thought I have got to reach out and and learn more about you. And the more I learn about you, there seems to be layer after layer after layer of the projects that you're involved with. How would you describe what is it that you do for a living, or what is your vocation? Um, you know. The funny thing is, you know, learning later on, I guess what I do, I didn't really know that I was an entrepreneur for a long time. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to do more stuff so I can keep playing music. So, um, <clears throat> so I started uh, a label services company with a friend of mine years ago. And this was like 2017, but I was living in Nashville too. Couldn't get a job. I had like six part-time jobs. Uh, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, though. But then I started a bourbon company because I thought it would help my music career. So, and then all of a sudden, really? I opened to a huge thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I, it's always centered around my music, but now it's all these businesses, and um, you know, it's uh, you know, it's cool. But in, at the end of the day, though, it all it 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 all reflects back to my music because um, it they're all related to it. So, um, so yeah, I guess I'm I'm a, a musician, recording artist, and entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, music is such a driver for you. You've been doing music, it looks like, from what I know, your entire life. Take us back about your musical journey. Um, you're doing some big things, brand new release here earlier in March, yeah. uh, Running Sideways. Where did all this start for you? I mean, you know, I think for most musicians, it's, you know, it starts when you're young. Uh, you know, I played because I, I saw Blink-182 on MTV when MTV still played music. 
And uh, I remember I was at Myrtle Beach for like a school field trip. It was like my first, uh, like, what do you, you know, what would you call it? Like weekend field trip. Like we actually yeah. went away somewhere, you know, my dad was a chaperone and uh, we were just in the hotel room with a whole bunch of other young kids. And it was like on the beach. And I just remembered it was feeling this Blink-182 came on. I was like, what? You can play guitar, you know? And so I, I got hooked on that. And then, and then from there, man, just was in bands and <clears throat> uh, 18, my dad bought me a, a Fender Strat and I was a metalhead. And then I saw wow. Eric, Eric Clapton Crossroad DVD 2008. And that was like, that was a big one. Um, yeah. And that's when they still had DVDs. And uh, I got hooked on that. I was like, wait, you can play guitar like that too. Like, it's like, it was different. And it was like Steve Ray Vaughn type stuff uh, that got me hooked. And so, and so I started doing that. And then I was in a band for one year called Red House with some really good buddies of mine. And eventually one of the guys like, Hey, we should just change it just to Tyler Boone. Cause everyone comes out to the shows. They just, they're just coming for you, man. And so, um, yeah. And so I, I was like, well, maybe I should do that. And it was actually the best decision because, uh, you know, I work with tons of artists with our, my other company artist formula and I just, you know, no artist and, and how the music industry works. And it, it just sucks when you're in a band because you can work your butt off. Right. And then the band breaks up and then you got to start mm-hmm. over. So I was like, so it's cool to have, you know, I mean, I know uh, artists that they call their project something too. They don't call it their name, but that's a smart way too, because no matter what happens, you can change the players all the time. I've been doing the Tyler Boone thing for a minute. And so releasing <laughs> music officially 2011. So um, I got quite a bit of songs out there, but what I'm getting at is you got to do a refresher and it's cool being a, a solo artist. Cause I could do, I could change the style up every time. So this is the first time I've done, like electronic type dance beat tune. And it's cool, man. It's, it's more for the internet. Like y- young kids like it. I could always do the blues rock thing. And I, and I have a lane for that. And I got a lot of people love it. And it's funny too. Now it's going to radio. You know, some of the programmers that I've talked to for years, I get the reports of what they say back. And some are like, I don't like it. And, and some are like, wow, I've, I've all, I've never heard this stuff. I'm going to take it. So it's cool. Okay. There's, there, there's a lane for everything. So that's great. Congratulations. No, you're a fantastic musician. I've been watching you on YouTube. I saw jam in the van, which I've been enjoying. Love that. Tell me about that. For those who haven't checked out uh, Tyler's music yet, uh, jam in the van, was that, is that still going for you? Is that still active? No, no, that was just a, I reached out to them. I was like, Hey, I got this COVID times. Uh, especially in yeah. LA. And so you couldn't do anything. And so I had this idea is like, Hey, you know, they started this venue in, the, in their backyard with comedians. It was like Bill Burr, Sarah Silverman, Theo Vaughn, <laughs> uh, Andrew Santino, Christoph Snow. Like it was insane what they were doing. And so I was like, Hey, I got this bourbon company. Uh, I'm really want to just kind of, you know, uh, tap into their network for a, a minute. And what we did is we sponsored them. And then we did the album. We sponsored the venue. And so like there's a bear on stage and like, you know, I have all these cool pictures of all these famous comedians uh, next to it. So that was cool. But, you know, the bourbon was there, but then we did the album thing. I'm not, I don't really dig how that album came out. It's just, I don't know. It, the same, I dropped a live, I've dropped two live albums at the same time. I dropped that jam in the van one under jam in the van. And I dropped one called live from Hollywood mm-hmm. that we did for Rolling Stone for Fred Menix thing. He's a big whiskey influencer. Okay. And so okay. it was like an online thing and we did this thing and it was cool. That album sounds incredible. And the Jamie yeah, right. Band one, I, I just didn't really dig it because it just, I don't know, man. It just, you know, every, it, who, who knows? But but it's still cool that it's on Jam Events. It's a big platform. Um, it just, it just my guitar tone, I'm, I'm just like a, a nerd yeah. about that stuff. My guitar tone sounded really like tinny. 
it just didn't sound dope, you know, but anyway, yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I get it. Cause I'm just, I'm just playing my own head, but anyway, <laughs> but Jamvan was cool. So we did the album. Then we did a live concert um, at the end of it, which is awesome. So like a year, almost a year ago, we did the Troubadour. Yeah. What was it like playing the Troubadour? Oh, I mean, dude, it's, you want it's So there's, you've been, you've been to LA a couple of times, I'm sure. Right? I, I, I have I've never been to the Troubadour. No, but I've been have to you, LA. Yeah. You've been to the rainbow room. No. Roxy. Roxy. I've been. So right next is the Rainbow Room, uh, next to the Roxy. I'm just I'm just mentioning old clubs or old yeah. places. Uh, it's just where they have like that old wood and the carpet has never been changed. You know, you could just smell the rock and roll when you walk in there. <laughs> and so that's how the Troubadour was. And it was cool. Oh. I mean, like, dude, I, I you know, I, I'm sure I'll play there again one day. You know, so that yeah. was that was cool. And uh, I'm definitely in my 30s now because I was hung over for like three days after that. We all were just like, we're playing the Troubadour, you know, so it was yeah. fun, man. It was cool. Well, that's good. You know, uh, all this. First off, I, I, I'm living through you on so many of these stories. I've always wanted to play guitar and I think I need to start taking lessons. I've thought about this my entire life, Tyler. But my son, who's your age, I bought him. When he was in kindergarten, Tyler, I bought him a little baby, just a little baby Taylor guitar. And oh, okay, cool. oh my goodness! And we brought him into guitar lessons, and I still remember just this little kid walking in. Anyway, he's your age, and he just loves playing guitar. It's therapy. It's mm. it's it's a release for him. It's creative, and it's just. I just wish I would have started earlier. So I just really am living through you. You're a fantastic guitar player. Really, really fun well, to listen to. Well, thanks, man. I, guitar is my favorite thing in the world. So, I mean, like, the goal one day is to sell my bourbon company. That's always been the goal. Uh, yeah. It's everyone's goal, right? Um, and then the day that happens, I'm just going to be just doing music full time again, and I'll I'll be so excited. So that's <laughs> like that's. There's a great interview. Uh, what's his name, man? Um, uh, John Mellencamp, and he was doing. And everyone's posting on Instagram where he's just like, you just have to do it, you know? And you feel weird when you're not doing it. And so like, yeah. there's always days where like, man, I wish I could just write a song today, but I gotta, you know, I live in LA, man. You gotta, you gotta do stuff to pay the bills. Here. But I was going to ask you, as you start getting more into these projects, you are, you know, you you have artist formula, uh, Boone's bourbon, as you start getting more involved in this, does it, does it pull you away at all from your passion for music? I know you already said you're doing it so that you can do music, but you just answered that question, man, oh man, you're doing this absolutely. So you can get back to doing music full time. Yeah. I mean, you know, I could move back to Charleston, South Carolina and just do music full time again. Yeah. Uh, that's what I did for years. I, I would tour like crazy. The, and the South is the best tour because you can drive an hour and you're in the next town. I was just, you know, you, you could do cover gigs like four or five nights a week and you can make a thousand bucks a week, man. I mean, you're, you're gigging like crazy, but you know, eventually, you know, I would see guys that are older than me and I'm not hating on them, but I'm just like, man, they're like still stuck there. You know, it's like linear. Yeah. And so the reason I moved out here and started these companies, because, you know, what's neat is I can wake up one day. It's all right. What, I, what am I doing today? And it's like, all right, cool. Today I'm all artist formula. Okay. Today I'm all boots bourbon. Oh, today I have an artist thing to do. And so it, it also, you know, you kind of get to step away back from it. Cause there, are, there has been times where I'm like, you know, maybe you go through a breakup or you're just having hard financial times or something. You're just like, Oh, why am I an artist? You know what I mean? But uh. it's nice to step back and be refreshed from it. And they are right, cool back to this now. And it's just good for your brain. You should be doing, you know, there's, there's artists that work all the time and they're like, you know, my music should merit my success. I'm like, well, dude, I, I think it's 90% sweat, 10% talent. Your talent should be freaking dope. Right. But um, you know, if you're not working, promoting your music and that's a whole skill too, you know, a lot of people don't know how to promote their music. So yeah, um, I, I love doing that. You know, I love marketing my stuff.
Yeah. That's one observation I have is that uh, on your websites, whether that be Boone, uh, Boone's Bourbon or your Instagram or your website, you do a fantastic job of marketing your music. And uh, where did that where did that skill set come from? Uh, I think that's something we can learn from you. Where, where did you learn that? Because I think it's a valuable, valuable topic. Oh, here. that's cool. Um, yeah, I uh, I just started doing it. Like MySpace days, you know, everyone was doing that. Really? Um, back in the day. Oh, yeah. I mean, they just you just put your music out there. And yeah. uh, there's all these good inter- interviews with other artists. Were like, you know, when I was too young, as in like I, w- I was around for it, but I didn't have any music out yet. Um, like Napster, you know. And people yeah. always want to fight, like Spotify. People always want to fight it. Oh, and obviously, yeah, they should pay, pay people more. But also, it's like, dude, you're never going to change it. So you need to just figure out how to, to work with it. And so I was... Um, when I was starting Arts Forum, it was kind of like by accident and I was living in Nashville and my buddy Eric Swinson worked at Spotify uh, and he like slid me on some official big playlist. And this is like 2016 and the okay. idea of playlisting was coming out and people were like, what's playlisting? And uh, there was only so many third party playlisters where it's like, if you and I make a playlist, it's called third party. Like I own the biggest soft pop hits list. That's in the, that's a third party in the world. Um, you type, you start typing in soft, it pops up because um, hmm. you run, you can run ad, you run ads. To, I got to actually, I have to update it. It's got too many songs on it at the moment, but um, that's the thing too. You got to, you got to, there's a lot of upkeep with that kind of stuff. Through that, I got asked to uh, kind of co-manage uh, a band from the eighties, nineties called driving and crying. Mm-hmm. They had a big song called straight to hell and fly me courageous oh, and stuff. I like remember cut straight to hell. Um, and so I was, what I'm trying to say is like, they still made money. Like they were killing yeah. it. But if we were trying to do something where they were going to know, it's because they would look at their internet and be like, well, your Instagram's not too big. Um, you're not verified. Uh, your Spotify sucks. But there's, so anyway, I was just like, I can fix this. And so we fixed it. And so uh, I remember the big, the big indicator was 2018. They had an album coming out. Yeah. We produced it. And it was like their first new album in like eight years or something. They always did like re-releases, but it was new music. And so I was like, this is going to be awesome because we work with all these labels that re-release their music all the time. Like Warner just did a re-release and no one would sign them because they're, they, they would say their Instagram sucks. I was like, what? really? Like, the, yeah. Well, they had like 2000 followers. And so, okay. and, the, and, and yeah. the people at these labels are now, obviously there's people that have been there for years, but they're usually like people my age or younger. And so they're sure. like Instagram, you know, TikTok. And so I was like, well, we, we got to figure this out. And so like, you know, we've, we've developed like AI programs um, that like interact and you're just going to blow it up. You know, it's just, and then the thing is too, is when you go look at other people's stuff and you go, oh my God, they're killing it. You know, either it's fake, right. And it's easy, it's really easy to figure out if it's fake. So that's, so we, whatever we could put, we could toss that to the side, but really when you see something big and it's real, right. You're like, how do they do that? Well, they did something. It didn't just happen. And so, right. uh, and people are doing it every day. People are hustling their butts off because if you can somehow crack the code and actually get a following on online, I mean, dude, you can turn it to a business, you know, like I, mm. I, I, we just went public with my bourbon on start engine and it's going to be a year. We were done raising at the moment, but uh, it's going to be like a year that we launched like a, in a week or something. Right. And I was the first recording artist uh, independent <clears throat> to put a, a, a spirit that right when I put mine out, the guy from cheap trick put his vodka out, but but I was the first guy to put a bourbon on there. And so like a bourbon whiskey label by an artist. But what I'm getting at is we raised like 300 grand from social media. Cause wow. you just post other, Hey, invest, invest. And you know, now, and then what I learned from that is it was a marketing campaign. Cause you don't get all that money, by the way, if you've ever seen the start engine, 
with uh, Mr. Yeah. Wonderful from Shark Tank. They they take so much in fees, man. It is you crazy think? what they what they take. And you're and you're kind of like, wow, I just worked for you. It whatever. I yeah. Can, I, I I can complain about that all day, but but we still raised some money and it looked really good. And uh, now we have like this these really strong like fans of the bourbon. It's really neat. So that's um, great. So I what I hear you saying though, it's a lot about grit and hard work, right? Yeah. It, but it's also about authenticity. But then I'm also hearing there's some way within what you're doing with AI to, to take that authenticity and blow it up. Can you just educate us? I'm sure it's not just me. How? How, how does that work? Well, you know, uh, the last ingredient I say a lot of times with stuff is time, right? And so, you know, you could be like, well, I'm just going to keep grinding it out for years. And then all of a sudden you're like, you're single and you're 50, <laughs> you know, uh, or you could figure out a way where it's still authentic. It's just, you're just speeding it up, you know, Okay. because how many times a year you see, you know, like again, and I'm not, I don't know how he did it. I'm just saying, but like how many times a year you see an artist blow up, well, like Billy Strange's is new Americana blues picker guy. Uh, yes, there's, he Chris, did. there's Chris Desfonsino. He's a comedian. He used to come to jam the band. That, I remember he had like not even like maybe I don't know how he, he had like maybe a hundred thousand followers or something in 2019, 20 when we were doing Jam of the Van, 2020, 2021. And now he's like almost a million and he's selling out. I mean, just like, you know, there's and I he's a good yeah. example of like why I, I started a podcast too called Industry AF. And but he's a good you talk about all the time where like I remember I watched him at Jam of the Van. This guy's so funny, and I just kept following on, online, and the next thing you know, he's huge and yeah, you know, I'm just saying that then you kind of sit there and go, how did they do it? And some of people go, oh, they just went viral. It's like, well, they there was a method to that, you know? Exactly. So, and, you know, if people, I, I just can't stand it when people want to fight, like, oh, I'm trying to be authentic. It's like, well, dude, don't you want a career? Like, you know, everybody discovers every, like, I would, I have bought a billboard once, <laughs> but I always say now, like, I'll never buy a billboard because it's just like in LA, you see billboards like new album. I do, no one's going to look at that. You know, but yeah. if you blow it up on social media, everyone goes, oh, like, it's so funny. Actually, I was in I was just in Colombia and Costa Rica, like on my first um, vacation, like two years it was really fun. I went with like 20 guys and it was like a bachelor party and I Whoa. just got back. Uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. My parents are very concerned. I was down there. But <laughs> yeah. um, but what I'm getting at is I remember I saw some video on Instagram and then like some dude that I just met on the trip because there's a whole bunch of guys. The same video popped up on his Instagram. And I was like. <laughs> whoa like you know what i mean like yeah. that's how insane social media is you know what i mean he's like i was like yeah. dude, dude like, I, I said something you just saw that too yeah, yeah, just saw. like everyone gets their information from social media you know and that yeah. unfortunately unfortunately that's just how the world is you know so um i think if you really really focus on that with number one good content you know and good music and you're coming off in, in, a, in a cool way um, some people go online and they just like something went off in their head and they're weird, <laughs> you know, but exactly. if you come across and you're cool, people, people yeah. will like it. People like to, to see good things, you know, mm -hmm. so to follow things and people love art. And then, you know, a lot of people like bourbon. So, you know, yeah, and, they do. And, and there's a lot of different uh, brands out there and artists where people are just, they, they, they're trying to find the next thing that they enjoy, you know? So right. um, anyway, I, you know, I, I do have to take days off though, cause I can get so lost in it you know but it's cool man it's it's been a nice little formula and it's it's been neat so i, I that's fun i enjoy it i don't think i could i could be an artist if it was like the 90s you know because they like sent out flyers and stuff now it's like <laughs> thank thank god there's social media that's a good perspective 
for sure. Yeah. But you're you're not you're not afraid of hard work. I mean, that's really really apparent. It's fun to talk to you about all the different things you're involved with. You know, I went to the Boone's Bourbon website, and I, I at the very there's a there's a track at the bottom of this. It's called "When I Was Young." Now, this may be my music ignorance. Yeah. Who is who is that? Is that you? Who is that? That's that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that is fantastic. Speaking of speaking of great guitar work, I listened to that and I was and I just turned that thing up. Yeah, yeah, that 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 came out in 2016. Uh, Fantastic, and, and that's kind of the that's uh, <clears throat> kind of that song because it's like blues and gritty. That's kind of like oh. the uh, the theme song for the Boons. You know, obviously I put <laughs> other, I put other music behind it, but like there's this new video we just put out with this guy Walker and Charles because Charleston's where I'm from and that's where the bourbon is is made. Um, with a distillery now called Nipitati. They're awesome dudes, Sky Traxler. Um, but what I'm getting at is, uh, you know, we just came up with a new video where it's like this just really cool looking bourbon thing. And obviously it's just, bom, 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 bom. it just kind so of fits good. it, you know? Like there's sure uh, Mila Kunas did like what? She did Jim Beam, I think, recent, like a couple years ago. And it's just, it's there's, there's flames and wood and there's it's blues. And then like- That really is a great track. So for those who haven't checked it out yet, boonsbourbon.com. Do I have it right? Uh, drinkboonsbourbon.com. Actually, dude, we had we had uh, someone steal our website years ago. Uh, Wait a minute now. How'd they yeah. get ahead of you on that? I guess they were waiting until it went away, and I didn't notice it, and they took it. Drink? So, so now drinkboonsbourbon.com. Yeah, and it was because uh, we're my dad loves this stuff. We're related to Daniel Boone, and so uh, through Squire, if, I, if I'm going to be correct about it, and so there's a distillery in Judgment Tree where Daniel Boone was from or something. And so they, they're called Judgment Distillery or something. They stole it. And I reached out, this is like 2018. I reached out to him and I was like, uh, hey, can I get my website back? And it was like, you know, and me and my dad like are doing this bourbon thing together. And yeah, like you guys took our website. Because if you type in Boone's Bourbon, it just goes straight to there. That's what they did. Oh, for crying out and, loud. And then they go, hey, uh, we're real busy right now. We'll call you back. And then a week later, they call me. Literally, they go, how much do you want it for? I was like, oh, you guys are awful people. That's and not so, good. No, dude. And you know, whatever there, no one knows who their product is. So I don't care, <laughs> but you know what though? That's not, uh, that's know. not even being a good human. That's not a good human yeah. right there. You know? Yeah. Dude. Well, you know, dude, you, you learn one thing that the whole world operates around money, unfortunately. Yeah. So that's what people do. But anyway, but drink boons, bourbon.com. Uh, yeah, man. And you can, you know, you can find us, you can just type in boons, bourbon. It's really neat. We, we've done really well online where people can find yeah. us and you can order it online pretty much anywhere. So you know, what What sets Boone's bourbon apart from other distillers or other bourbons? So uh, you got to be transparent because online will destroy you. We get it from MGP and then we then we bring it right across the border in Kentucky to Green River, uh, which got bought out by Bardstone, which is a very big bourbon company. And they fast age it. And so a lot of products do this too. And people don't know what it is. And I'll tell you what fast aging is. It's a technology that is actually incredible because... It cleans it, and also you, you can just—it just makes it a different thing. But also, like if you're trying to start a brand, it's incredible because you, you have to wait for years for the for the barrel to age, right? And yeah, so right. you you could sell. Let's you only had ten barrels. Well, now I got to wait five years until I can sell it again, right? And so a lot of products do this because how could every bottle be at every bar in every city, every state, be walking right. to see bullet all the time, right? Right. There's not enough barrels, so they fast age. So what? There's a many different processes processes the ones that we the one that we do is it's in a big vat and they put burnt staves in it and they blast it with oxygen and these ultra ray type things and it replicates 
the cold winters and the hot summers in Kentucky, right? With the barrel going in and out. Because when you open up a barrel, it was at the top and, you know, it'll go down, right? Yeah. And so it replicates that. You, you know, you keep the char the same with the staves in there. And so basically you can always keep your product tasting the same too, right? Really? So people, oh yeah. So people can be like, I love that bourbon, but then they go try it again. They go, it's different, right? Well, it's like, well, no, it's, if you always like that one flavor profile, that mash bill, uh, it's, it can always keep it the same. Uh, and also too, with ours, it's like a one year age bourbon, still, still yeah. a bourbon. Um, but then we fast age like maybe like seven years. And so we have the characteristics, both of a young and an old in our bottle. And so we've won all these massive international awards. Uh, and what some people have said is like, you know what? I th- one guy once was like, I think it's because you do that. Because some young bourbon tastes really good. And some really? old bourbon, obviously people love age stuff. And so we have the, so it's all in one bottle. And it's, you know, we're not, what we're doing is not technically proprietary, but no one else is doing it with our mash bill. No one's doing it at that age. And the fact, you know, it's just like, we're the only one that's technically, and, and, I'm, and we're so, transparent about it and the reason we did it because all these people online man I, i've learned to like not worry about that stuff anymore but they're like oh you know what are they doing and i want to and i want to be like but i'm not gonna write that online but i want to be like dude you know we didn't come from millions of dollars we're just trying to do something and the there day that go. we have more money we're gonna and then we're about to we're about to start our barrel age program and then those guys are like oh now they got that age stuff it's like dude the guys that do that stuff they say if you want to be rich in the liquor industry you got to be rich first so um, you know, so anyway, but that's what our product is. It's 75 corn, 21 rye, four barley. So it's sweet from the corn. Uh, it's a little spicy from the rye. I like rye. I don't really, I don't particularly like weeded bourbon so much. Um, and then it's got some barley in it. So it's got like a sweet nutty vanilla tone at the end of it. So, and it's a high proof. So people that like bourbon usually enjoy more alcohol in their, in their bourbon. So I call for bourbon drinkers who like to taste their alcohol. So that's, that's right. what our product is. And so we, you know, we have many different bottle sizes, but it's all the same. So you, you've won a lot of awards, which one are you the most proud of? That's really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, the platinum LA was huge. Cause I live here. Um, and it's such a bummer cause we're not, we're barely in any stores Our distributor. Um, they're great guys, but it's just, we got to get on it. But, um, but the one that I'm really proud of is uh, double gold San Francisco. Cause we beat plans and that's the there biggest, one the, that's the biggest one in the world. <laughs> and so all these people that were like, oh, Boone's bourbon. Yeah. They're, you know, who are they? And then all of a sudden we won that award. And they're like, I'm like, yeah, dude, now you can't knock it. And then, but when we won double gold New York International 2019, I remember I was in my bed and I was just, sometimes I'll just Google Boone's bourbon and see if it's like someone's talking about it. And, um, and all of a sudden it was like, we were in Forbes. I was like, what the hell? And they did an article on it saying, hey, these are the ones that won the top in double gold New York. And so, Technically, we got named a top six bourbon, top six bourbon in the world in Forbes. So that was a That's really huge. cool thing. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we started getting phone calls. Hey, I, I got to pick this up. But it's yeah. funny, man. You'll get you'll get those moments. And then, you know, people think, oh, I made it. It's like, dude, that's when the hard work starts. Now you got to keep it in the store. You know, you got to keep yeah. it online. But it's cool, man. I mean, you know, uh, we might get bought out one day. And we already have, mm-hmm. we have people all the time asking us. So uh, hopefully, uh, you know. One day we do, and the people that invested, you know, they they get bought back out and they get a return on their investment. It just, you know, it'd be really cool to be like, hey, thanks for investing in us. Here's exactly. your money. Here's your return. You know, it's just really doing cool. good, just doing good by people. So yeah, it's really cool. Congratulations on that. But how how do I talk about bourbon without embarrassing myself? Am I just overthinking it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I am I am I just in my head here, Tyler? 
Totally. All you got to do is just start drinking, <laughs> you know, All right, yeah, and, that's, and that's, and that's the thing about what it should be about. My buddy, Bobby Bird, he's got a podcast called cash chasers. He was on ours. And he made I, a lot I just, of I just listened to that. I listened to that. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, that was a good one because you, you know, I, I say the same thing too. When people are like, you got to drink this, you know, oh, you know, you know, and then they, a lot of bourbon guys, they, they do blends, EH Taylor. Like it's always, it's always like these four or five top Weller, and there's a lot of other good stuff out there. And what whiskey should be bourbon is just enjoying it. And it's what you like, you know, and there's a lot of guys online that they, you know, bourbon's hot, man. And they want to be like the you, the next YouTube bourbon sensation. Right. And so they're, they're like, Oh, this. And so when people don't get like that for me, dude, I love sports, but I don't, I do not know. Like, you know, what's it? March madness right now. Someone asked me to be right. in a bracket. I was like, dude, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there's just some things I just don't know either. So when, yeah. when guys get all, or ladies get all like, you know, gung-ho about bourbon, it's just because they, they're just enthusiastic about it. Yeah, man. I know there's a lot of guys, there's a lot of people come to me and they'll, they'll try and like school me on stuff. And I'm like, dude, I, I own one. Like, I don't know why you're trying to like be competitive. It's interesting, man. The bourbon world is very, very funny. Tyler, what is the best way to follow you and all the cool projects and your music? And I don't know where to start with you here. This could be a long list. Where should we go? Uh, yeah, man. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, TylerBoonMusic.com, DrinkBoonsBourbon.com. If you want to see artist form, it's artistform.com. But you know, it's it, Tyler Boone was taken on Instagram years ago. So it's Tyler Booner as a joke. Um, you know, Tyler Boone Music, DrinkBoonsBourbon.com. Uh, it's funny. Siri keeps popping up as I'm talking to you. Um, yeah, it was funny. He's asking me a question. Uh, yeah, but just Tyler Boone or Boone's Bourbon. It's, it's pretty easy to find. So you know, this is the I Dare You uh, podcast. So at the end of each show, I ask all my guests, you know, what is the I Dare You challenge you have for all of us? So I'm dying, dying to hear this response. What do you think? Uh, you challenge us to do what, Tyler? If you if you want something, just go do it. I think a lot of times uh, people just, I don't know, maybe get intimidated by the internet. Like, stop comparing yourself to people too online. I mean, I, I fall victim to it too, or I wish I was on horror all the time when I see bands like playing huge shows, but um, yeah, man, just, but if you want to do something, just do it. You know, uh, there's always people like, I got this business plan and I'm going to execute it one day. It's like, well, just go do it, man. And don't be afraid to fail, you know, cause I've, I've failed a lot too, you know? Yeah. So yeah, man. So that for sure. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to track you. We're going to stay in touch. I find you, you're so interesting to me because you are doing this because you love music and your passion is there. And this is not a surprise. It's not, you know, um, I'm not saying anything you don't already know. You are such an entrepreneur, just the way you think and the way you are looking across the horizon and in front of you. I'm just really intrigued by where you're going to take things. And it has been just a blast getting to know you here. And I appreciate you being on the show. Well, thanks for having me, man. This is, this was cool. Um, yeah, keep in touch, dude. So I'd love to, maybe we'll do a follow-up or something. Love it. Thanks, Tyler. Awesome. Thanks, man. Okay, that was Tyler Boone. And I'm so glad he sat in to the I Dare You podcast. Interesting guy. I love getting to know him. It's always fun to talk to people that have a different thought process. And Tyler, for me, checked that box. Uh, we talked about music, what drives him to his passion for music, and where does Boone's bourbon fit into all this? So it's a good lesson in patience, but also never losing sight of what really lights us up. So now as you listen to this episode, who are you going to share it with? I invite you, one person or 10, take that extra step. Podcast, it's growing a lot, <laughs> and it's because of you. So I thank you. There are 
hundreds of thousands of podcasts all across North America. In fact, around the world, I think it's 4 million. Very few, though, are seeing the growth that we're seeing. And we also have been consistent week after week, also very few. So thank you for your support. I appreciate it and for sharing this podcast with others. And also follow us on Instagram. If you're not yet, I invite you to. We're having a lot of fun there. Exclusive content you won't see anywhere else, including video snippets of this interview with Tyler and all of our episodes and content I think you're really going to enjoy. Pretty good stuff. So check it out, at I Dare You Pod. There you can leave me a message, give me some feedback, or ask me some questions. I love engaging with all of you, so uh, take me up on it. All right, thanks for tuning in to Episode 76, everyone. Episode 77 is right around the corner. Back here next week, another thought-provoking episode of I Dare You. I can't wait for it. I hope to see you there. See you next week on the I Dare You Podcast.